Blog Talk Radio. Three four three zero six. That's nine one four eight zero three 
0800-4306 and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party, so call us now. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? Hi, right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, right now, the hottest topic is what's happening in Minneapolis with the George Floyd case. So I guess we'll be talking about it throughout the night because there's just so much to talk about. But let's see. I've got the first story on it, and I'll be quick because it's, just one of those things, you know, with, with your boy, 45. He's trying to weigh in on the whole situation. Uh, on Wednesday, he called the death of George Floyd very sad and tragic, and he's saying that justice will be served. And, of course, everybody's well aware by now that uh, George Floyd, who was 46, died on Monday night after a Minneapolis police officer pinned him down by the neck with his knee for more than eight minutes, and the brother died. And there's been video of the whole situation. You can hear Mr. Floyd constantly begging for his life up until he could no longer speak. He was saying, please, 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 I can't breathe before he died. So asked whether he uh, thought that the police officers involved should have been fired or prosecuted, Trump said, we're going to look at it and we're going to get a report tomorrow when we get back and we're going to get a very full report, but it's a very sad day. So, you know, Trump says a whole lot of things, usually without getting the full information. Uh, He also got on Twitter and made a, a tweet about when when the looting starts, the shooting starts. See, that's the kind of stuff that becomes a problem. So, but you know, we'll get further into it. This this story was just basically to say that Trump is saying that he's going to make sure that justice is served. But you know, then he went and had the uh, the National Guard deployed to deal with the rioters. And, of course, he got on Twitter again talking about the thugs that were rioting are creating a problem for, you know, the people who are trying to be peaceful. So, you know, it's like, again, you know, why you got to call people thugs? These are people that are angry. There were people out there of different nationalities, so it wasn't just black people, but they're angry over the situation. They were calling for these officers to be brought to justice, or now they're ex-officers but calling for these four men to be brought to justice. So, you know, uh, other people who were there in Minneapolis are saying that the people who were looting and rioting, uh, you know, destroying property and all, they were saying that they're not even from Minneapolis, that these are people, and we've seen it before. We saw it there in, um, oh, gosh, what's the city? 
Oh, it just left my head. Charlottesville. No, not Charlottesville, the other one. Was it in Louisville? I can't remember now what city. But uh, the local people were saying that they saw the people who had the bandanas covering their face and all that were doing a lot of the destruction of property, and they did not recognize these people. So, you know, they've already, we've already uh, found out that there are people who go around to hot spot situations looking for an opportunity to wreak havoc. But to me, it's like, you know what, that to me is secondary. The problem is that this wouldn't have happened if these four men had been brought to justice immediately. Because it wasn't like the city went crazy like uh, an hour after this happened. People thought, all right, they're going to do right. We've all seen the video. They're going to be arrested. And then when it took so long, that's when people started getting upset and taking it to the street. So I'll I'll let others weigh in on the topic. Because my story just had to do with Trump weighing in on it. And, um, of course, Biden and others, other officials, you know, have weighed in on it as well. So that's all I have on that one. Did the guy, from my understanding, did the guy die there or he died on the way to the hospital? I understood that he died there. Okay. Because he stopped breathing, and when they were saying that they didn't, they couldn't get a pulse, that sounds mm-hmm. like he died right there on the spot. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I I, I think sometimes um, presidents, with well, this particular one, should need to just shut his mouth because he's not adding nothing to the equation. And then when they ask him a question, well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna look into, it. we're gonna get a report tomorrow. You're gonna get jiggity jack. You're not gonna get nothing. You know, certain things. I just think he shouldn't get involved at all. You know. You can make your comments and stuff, but it's just, I just feel as if you don't need to, you know. And then when the FBI, the woman, she talked, um, you know, she she said something pretty good. You know, we're going to take our time, be thorough, and not make no mistakes. But when the other guy got up there, I'm like, he sounds like a, a, a Trump lover. <laughs> the guy was saying, oh, the um, charges may not match what's going on. And I'm like, Really? Yeah. yeah, see, no, nobody's trying to hear all that right now. Right, right. And I think they, they acted swiftly to do something because if not, hey, I, I heard they burned down the police um, uh, department. I didn't realize they yeah. did all that. Yeah, the, the precinct and, uh, was burned down. Jesus. And I uh, heard auto zones burned to the ground. I'm like, oh, I mean, are we going backwards or are we going forward? I mean, this is. They say history repeats itself, but, damn, this is rough. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. What you say about it, Pop? Yeah, it was a deep situation. It was, um, you know, you know, when the ducks line up like they do, you know, there's nothing you can do but sit back and try to understand it, you know, because it just goes to show that the police aren't getting the lesson. Any, any past experiences, it just shows that everybody has their own little box of racism inside their own head. 
and how they want to exude it and how they want to get their shit off on it and how they hold it to the and I'm gonna tell you you know just looking at that video which I'm really tired of seeing because if you didn't see it then you missed it but you it's unfair to the family to keep showing their their loved one being being murdered like that every time and it's like whenever somebody of color you know the media is just as much fault where when a black person gets killed there's no limitation to how much it can be played over and over again and every time we look at it, you can see more and more how the death was imposed. And that's nothing that's really made for movies. There's not a rating in the movie world that would hold that particular, that, that you know, that that destruction that went down like that. I mean, the guy sitting there with his hands in his pocket, you can see how his weight is grinding on the knee. Like you're, like you're administering your own punishment, you know. And, and that's what we're going to get deep on. I don't know if we can maybe... Levy the second half of the show when it comes to these uh, some of our weird news segments and we can kind of alter that a little bit because we got to get deep with this because I mean going back all the way back to Freddie Gray in Baltimore I mean those police got 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 away scot free here's a man whose spine in my opinion was broke before he was put in the back of that truck and you saw how limp he was when he was put in the truck and then he you know because once your spine gets severed or damaged or whatever, you know, there goes your whole breathing apparatus, you know. Just like people don't realize the precious thing about your vehicle is that underneath your radiator in your vehicle, that's where your your cooling system and your transmission line runs together. And nobody really knows that, that your, that your, your, your transmission line is cooled from your coolant line, and they run together underneath the the radiator and, and nobody understands that because they have to work in unison with one another and sometimes you can be messing around and you sever a hose down there and you think you're over by the radiator and it starts dripping red and i'm only saying all that to say that people don't understand that when the spine goes and we've had some examples of the spine going when it comes to uh what's the guy's name george reeves the one that fell off the horse was his name oh, christopher, george? Reeves. christopher reeves excuse okay. me christopher reeves uh Teddy Pendergrass, you know, people who had spine damage that once that happens, your whole body mechanism is, and your life expectancy is just cut so short. These people, they live for a while. If they live for a while, it's a miracle if they get through a few years. But but once it's severed like that, and just like anything else with, with a gentleman there, if you're putting pressure on the neck, which all these vital cords go through, all these apparatuses that, that supply air back and forth through your whole breathing apparatus. And if you have underlining problems, that man could have been taking high blood pressure medicine. He could have been taking something for allergies or uh, something for uh, cholesterol. He, As a black man of his age, he could have been in, indulged in all type of little underlining situations. And then once you cut the apparatus, and he, they, they cut his apparatus off while he was handcuffed. That's what's really pissing me off. How much do you have to restrain a person and still abuse them? I mean, you got handcuffs on his ass, and he's laying in defenseless. He's wearing a white beater shirt. He has on pants that are falling off his ass. You know, he's got on shoes with no socks. He's underdressed as it is, very uncomfortable, hasn't drank anything. You didn't get him anything to drink. Your compassion for this man went out the damn window. And I'm just saying, Wow. I mean, was that, I don't, like I said, I'm going to get deeper on this later. But um, anyway, 
go into the story. Uh, you know, are we done the first story? Mm-hmm. Over to you now. Because I'm, I'm just, you know, it seems like every situation happens with this, and I just want to put this out here. Every situation that happens with with one of our our, our brothers or people of color that gets severed like we do, it all has its own individual story. It all has its own pocket. Everything from from Trayvon to to, to every, everybody, you know, everybody has their own story. To Sandra Bland, they all have their own story on how the aggressor, who's usually a, a, a white male, gets so enraged in their own, you know, I mean, you know how people use the term, you know, people use the term, get your life, you better get your life, and things like that. Well, these people are really getting their life. All they, All the racism they had bottled up for years, comes full circle when they have an opportunity to do something they deem, let me get back at you. And the president talks in the same code when he said, what is that? Is? The student shooting's going to start. He acts like there's all black folks out there. Now, this happened in um, Minnesota, okay? Minneapolis, Minnesota. The black population is not that high in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let me just put that out there. And you think because a black person got killed, he thinks the whole story is connected to it. But it's not. It's not the, the, the same story. It's the same crap that comes from the story, but it's not the same story. This was a predominantly white state. Pull up the population of black people in Minnesota. Prince could have told you. Prince was still living. He'd tell you how many damn whites, how many blacks is in Minnesota. You know what I mean? He would tell you. But it's not. And then they're filming stuff like from afar. If you notice during the uh, the looting time, that camera wasn't close up on people because he knew it wasn't all black people doing that. It was doing it. Looting is an opportunist thing. Whoever feel like they're going after the opportunity is the one that does it. Not everybody does it, but like I said, people talk like they act like blacks are just these monkeys following the banana, and that's what pisses me off most of all. And Trump talks like that all the time. They're doing this. We're doing that. They're doing that. They're bay, 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 bay. Well, who the hell are you excluding? Because poor white trash jokers would do the same S if they had the opportunity in their own situation. It's just, you know, I, I tell you, people are wrong in this world today about race relations, where people are, who people are, what people stand for. They're so wrong because this man, you have so many interracial relationships today. You have so many, so many gay relationships today of people of different races. You have people that have uh, families that are blended families through adoption and foster. And there is a, a, a million. There's a story on now that I really like on TV called Council of Dads. That story has such an array of different people in that equation that that's what the world is today. When Charlottesville was was attacked over there, there wasn't a lot of black people in that situation. And the girl that got killed was white. So the Klan can come there and force, but if they take the hoods off their head a little bit and clear their fucking eyes, they'll see that they're not looking at a bunch of black people. Take a good look. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to get off that soapbox. Yeah, anyway, LeBron James. All right. What's that? What's that? I said, go ahead, Pop. Get off that soapbox. Go ahead now. Well, 
It's real. It's real. Anyway, LeBron James and, uh, uh, you know, Kaepernick and other athletes speaking out on it, you know, other high-profile athletes, you know, they're taking social media and they're, they could, they're saying their thing concerning uh, George Floyd, 46, who died Monday night while in Minnesota, police custody, you know, standby who, uh, thank goodness the person videoed it, you know, and we, you know, we got the story where he had his knee on his neck and things of that nature. But uh, it says here that James weighed in Tuesday night on Instagram with a post, uh, you know, just saying that Colin Ferguson, and you know, he had a picture of Colin Ferguson of NFL who was explaining the whole situation of that. That's what he was, his whole protest that Trump also stole that thunder. Oh, he, Kaepernick. Kaepernick, he, uh, yeah. yeah. Kaepernick, he, you know, Trump stole that thunder. When Kaepernick was doing his thing, he kidnapped it, saying that they're all nailing because they have no patriotism or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just, just kidnapped the whole damn story. I mean, it's not, you know, it's something you really, really don't get even upset about anymore. You know what I mean? Because we just, just consider the source. Just vote his ass out. So, you know, like it goes on to say that, um, you know, Stephen Jackson, he said uh, he was friends with Floyd. Stephen Jackson was an NBA player also who looks almost like him, to be honest with you. He said he was friends with Floyd, and he we shared a number of uh, social media posts about his, his death. And he believes uh, to work as an uh, ESPN analyst. If you take a look at Stephen Jackson, an ex-football player, I mean ex-basketball player, pulled up on your uh, on your YouTube or your Google, and those sort of, you'll see he looks almost like him. In fact, he, he nicknamed the guy Twin because they, they look so much alike. You know, wow. and then the underlining story is the fact that he was in progress of pushing a counterfeit $20 bill. I mean, I mean, did that, did that have to lead to all that for that reason? I mean, and was that was, even proven to be true? Man, that's not even, you know, and, and was all, was all those police even necessary for that? I mean, yeah. what you, you apprehended somebody that wasn't armed for a fake $20 bill. I mean, why don't we just call a particular misdemeanor what it is? A misdemeanor, yeah. and you know, and when you, and then when you have this, um, these different crimes, you know, they they all have their levels, you know, whether they're grand theft or they're, you know, petty theft, you know what I mean? Yeah. And stuff sometimes rises in the level of a misdemeanor to a felony, based on the, the validity, the value, the damages done, and things of this nature. I mean, this was so preliminary. Now, I'm not saying that based on who he was, a man of color, whatever. I'm not defending him on that level. But I'm saying this was, you had four cops for somebody that was pushing a counterfeit $20 bill. Really? Mm-hmm. While they was doing that, I might as well went and robbed the bank across the street. <laughs> Shit, that That's got the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'll leave that alone. And uh, we'll move on to this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's frustrating. It is, yep. I, I was looking um, early on TV. They were showing on Entertainment Tonight that Kelly Rowland and some other people were weighing in on what was going on. She says she's just frustrated. She was crying. She's broken. It's like, you know, enough is enough. You know. She, yeah. She was stripped. Yeah. You ain't got to go that understand. far. Yeah. I you ain't got to go that four, far. Four cops on one black. Four cops. Come on, man. Really? Four. If four cops, four nine millimeters. Four sets of handcuffs. This is what they're carrying on them, I'm saying. If you lay out all the supplies that they all are carrying and lay it on the table, you'd be like, 
damn, and all y'all was there with all that. This guy didn't have a chance. He really didn't. No. No, he didn't. No. I'm saying, you know, but, um, all right, push on. Um, Okay, the Democrats blast the CDC report on the uh, minorities and the COVID-19. The leaders of the House uh, Minority Caucus uh, slammed the centers of the, the CDC and prevention over the um, information provided in a report submitted to Congress um, on the effects of the COVID-19 on minority communities. Um, the report in question consists of two and a half pages made public on May 19 to meet a mandate included uh, in the um, Paycheck Protection Program. Um, the mandate um, ordered the CDC and other health care agencies to collect and uh, disagree racial and ethnic data on the COVID-19 patients and coronavirus test subjects. Okay. I've never heard of that one. So it goes on to say, when we have a congressional mandate and then they provide us with an insulting cut-and-paste hyperlink report. Uh, it is infuriating in a call with reporters. Although the CDC report provides links to other sources of the COVID um, data, including demographic breakdowns, it does not provide a um, disagreed table of data as requested by the lawmakers. My thing is, I, I just don't understand this, this mandate. It's just they're saying that you have to report on minorities as far as with this COVID-19. I, I, I just can't get with that because here we go again. We're separating black and white. I, I get tired of that. Yeah, yeah. Why can't exactly. it just be all grouped together? It, it's you know, exactly. and then you know the um, we reported a, a story couple of weeks ago about um, I can't remember where it was, China somewhere where they didn't let uh, minorities in the McDonald's. I'm like, come on, really? That's true yeah. discrimination. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's getting it's getting ugly. Oh, it's worldwide. What? Yeah. Well, so, that's because that's know. what's taught at an early age to avoid everybody but, you know, socialize everybody but them. But them. Or to, or to separate us, you know. It's always a report on us or people of color, yeah. minorities. I mean, are, the, are we the majority, minority or the majority? Which one? I I'm, I'm lost count. I think it depends on what, you, what you're counting. If you're counting mm-hmm. only black people, then mm-hmm. black people versus white people, we would be the minority. Mm-hmm. If you count all non-white people, we would be the majority. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. But you would but think that uh, this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm cut you off. No, go ahead. You would think that this situation that we went through, or that we're going through now, and I ride the trains quite a bit, so I'm on there and I'm seeing the lack of people and the separation that they're calling for. And the separation mm-hmm. of people that nobody should really tell you to separate. You should know that in your mind and want to do it in your in your heart and soul. But I was on the train today and a guy was doing it pretty belligerently, you know, and he was an employee. 
and he was being very ruthless to people with his almost like he was keeping people away from him, but they were coming to him for a service. You know what I mean? He worked in the food car. They were coming right. to buy stuff. He said, oh, "What do you want?" All right. Oh well, stand back there. Stand, stand, stand way back there while I get it. And that makes people say, "Well, damn, you know, if you acting like you're yeah. perfect, and you're selling me yeah. some stuff, and I'm coming to you to give you my money, and you're pushing me away like you got some type of unforeseen. So when you get home, you're straight, but you don't realize how much attitude did you put in the room. We we never should think that we like I said, and we'll get we'll get deep with that too. That's another subject too going forward with this because." If you notice what the mass is doing to people, how it's actually covering people up for a minute. So nobody is really revealed. So hairstyles aren't revealed. All the stuff that people put out there to flaunt themselves is being undercover at this point. So everybody's a little quieter with their with their uh, conceitedness or their egos or their, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's hard to train, though. Yeah, yeah right. But it's hard to look cute when you got a mask on. Oh, yeah. You can still see the booty, but you can't see the face. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you, wanted to, you wanted to match in some respect, but you can't get the match on, so you say, oh, I'm going to let that go. And she looked at, yeah, she looked pretty sexy. But damn, I didn't really see what she looked like, really, you know. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, if, if we didn't have so much to buy far as black and white, it would, it would, the right. disparities between us wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be it's so right. That's why now it's, yeah. it's so edgy because we're yeah. we're seeing that we all got something in common and that's to stay away mm-hmm. from a germ. We're all trying to avoid the germ, but now mm-hmm. yeah, that evens the plan. They don't want deal. us to sit together, but we don't want to sit right. together no way. So it's it's going to be ugly going forward. Yeah, like now you have a reason. You wait till we start going forward in a couple months and see the people that wanted to stay away now that have to be put. Now, how are you going to put the disease on color when anybody could give you that? And that's what's going to be deep. There you go. Yep. It's going to be deep. But because they have these stupid reports like this, okay, if you if yeah. I'm white and you're black, uh, I treat everyone yeah. to the side. You, know. you got it worse than so, I do because I didn't yeah. like you from the beginning. Yeah. It was a right. germ all so, along. Yeah, this is getting really yeah. messy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go take a quick break and get some fresh ice. And then we're coming <laughs> back. Where are we coming back? Coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You're listening to the Pajama Party Adult Late Night Talk Show. On Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Blog Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 
<laughs> so on Wednesday morning, he um, ratcheted up his feud with social media platforms, threatening to close them down a day after Twitter fact-checked a pair of the president's tweets um, on uh, mail-in voting. He's, he's, he's hyped about that mail-in voting. He doesn't like that. So Republicans well, Somebody needs to fact-check him with his lying self. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, Republicans feel that social media platforms totally silence conservatives' voices. We will strongly... Uh, regulate or close them down before we can ever allow this to happen. He, he tweeted, this, tweeted this on Wednesday. Um, he tried the same thing back in 2016, but he failed. So, I mean, going to try it again. So, um, on Trump's tweets, the platform placed warnings noting that the president's claim that California would send mail-in ballots to anyone living in the state was false. So, um, and his fact check also pointed out that um, Trump himself voted by mail in the Florida Republican presidential primary this year. Mm-hmm. So several states already utilize widespread mail-in ballots, Oregon, Utah, and um, Nebraska. They say they ain't staying in line. Shit, what, you know, that's all they're staying in line for. That's the old way. I think we need to – we're outdated anyway as far as voting. We need to come up to, you know, present time. Exactly. So, Kellyanne Conway voted by mail, too, just so you know. See? <laughs> Talking trash, but that that's just another ploy to try to get people to stand in line, and then we don't want to stand in line, then you go home, then you don't vote. So, you know, it's another voter suppression type thing. So It is. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So it's going to be interesting to, to see if this executive order goes through. <laughs> Oh, I don't think he's going to be able to get enough traction on that. No, he's, I mean, he's, he's a bully. Just bullying people. And the thing <laughs> is, it's not like, but it's not like Twitter was keeping him from saying whatever he wanted to say. By them right. putting that, uh, putting a, a hyperlink or something up there to say, here's where you can find information about mail-in voting. It's not mm-hmm. like they said this is a lie. Right. Get the truth here. Right. They didn't say that. They just said, you know, get more, get information, or you know, go right. here for info on voter, you know, mailing by vote, or voting by mail, just, or something along that line. So I'm like, how is that suppressing? They're full of crap. Gosh, they're full right. of crap. They more or less just giving you another option. Don't believe everything that you hear. You know that 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 thing. You know, people say that. Don't believe everything that you hear, which he says. Majority of the time he's lying, but if you want to check yourself, you can. So, you know, you make your own opinion well, if he's lying or not. <laughs> he's pissed because Twitter is his main vehicle to communicate to his followers, oh, sure. his people. Oh, sure. And mm-hmm. now he feels like Twitter has turned on him, so he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, they well, were his people. They'll still follow him to the ends of the earth. If he, he said so. jump, they'd be saying how high. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in other news, Las Vegas casinos <laughs> are ready to reopen June the 4th. I'm scared of them. Nevada Gaming Authorities released a set of rules before the Vegas Strip uh, properties can open in the wake of the coronavirus shutdown. And they're going to have mandatory temperature checks as part of their Phase 2 reopening program. 
several Vegas hotel casinos, including Caesars Palace, Bellagio, MGM Grand, and Wynn Resorts, announced their official reopening date as June 4th. So if you were planning to go, they're going to be ready for you by June 4th. Now, here's the stuff that you need to know before they open so you'll be prepared to go out there and give them your cash donations. Now, all guests have to have their temperatures taken upon arrival, and properties must have medical crews on site at all times. There must be designated areas where visitors can be tested for COVID-19 and wait for the results. So apparently they got the test that you get your results like real quick, not that 48-hour stuff. Uh, casino companies like Wynn Resorts, MGM, and Caesars all announced that all their employees will be required to wear masks at all times. And the Gaming Control Board requires that all the properties have masks available for guests who will be strongly encouraged to wear them. So they're not requiring that if you come in there to spend your money and gamble that you have to have a mask, but they said it would be strongly encouraged. Um, Mm. They're limiting the occupancy in the gaming areas. Mm. They're going to cut that in half. Mm. And the tourists will see chairs and stools in front of every other gaming machine. Mm. Now, Mm. I, I don't think those machines are six feet apart, even if you go every other. But right. they said they're going to put the seats every other. They probably moved them. Well, they said they're yeah, going to they put the seats them. in front of every other machine. Yeah. So they're going to go by the guidelines. Well, it says that dealers are going to offer card players a complimentary pump of hand sanitizer between hands. <laughs> Social. <laughs> they are doing a lot. But social distancing will be an everyday part of of resort life. They will discourage people from gathering in groups, which they know is a staple of the Vegas experience, but that will be prohibited. No Mm, gathering, no clustering, none of that. And they say some properties are going to have plexiglass barriers, if there's a challenge with trying to um, do the social distancing. And uh, MGM is going to have a contactless contactless check-in system through the MGM Mm -hmm. Resorts app that will allow Mm -hmm. hotel guests to go through the process on their personal devices with minimal interaction. And at Mm -hmm. the restaurants, they're going to have digital menus that you'll be able to access from from your phone. And um, they, that will stop people from congregating while they're waiting for a table. They'll be able to text you to notify you when your seats are ready. So they're saying be ready for all these changes plus uh, anything else that they come up with. But it will not be mm-hmm. the Vegas that you once knew and and wow. loved. Yes. It'll be different. Technology. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be different. All right, that's the last one on the hit it and quit it. Ooh, that's a lot going on in Vegas. Uh, no, but ch- check this out. I, I just wanted to add, I mean, to this. I'm not sure where it was. I think it was in Florida. But it was a gigantic pool party that had at least 200 people. Do you wow. think they were social distancing or a few of them had masks on, but they, they had bikinis and shorts on? Yeah. 
they're in this gigantic pool. So I saw this guy. He looked like he was a black guy. He was a portlet operator. He comes back home, and he says his boss on the quarantine for 14 days without pay. Wow. So he gets pissed. And trying to get a lawyer, the lawyer said, look, you need a doctor's excuse or you need some other, other kind of way to get your pay. Because, I mean, the employer, he was he was in every right. I mean, shoot, we don't want that stuff here. You know. We exactly. That, so. you know. Why yeah. are you at a pool party with 200 people and nobody social distancing? Man, get out of here. You just screwed uh, yourself. So he's. He was like, yeah, he sure did. He was like, if I'd have known, I would have gone. You, you just stupid. We, we really? in the middle of a, a, a pandemic. Come on, man. <laughs> How many times have they told uh, people to not get in groups of more than 10 people? How are you going to say if you had people. Dude, yeah, dude yeah. really? <laughs> Put him on the kitchen. I know that's right. There you go. The dude that was in the pool with 200 other people, 199 other people. <laughs> Yeah, trying to act like you didn't know any better. You're in the kitchen. I'm not even going to ask Papa's opinion. He probably say he's just a jackass. <laughs> I think so. Oh, All right. We're going to lighten it up with this little drink here. <laughs> okay, uh, go for it. What you got for us this week? It's the New York uh, Whiskey Sour, or New York Sour. Um. Ingredients, two ounces of rye whiskey or bourbon, whichever you prefer. I like to pump it up. I'll do two and a half, but it's just two ounces. <laughs> One ounce of the, uh, lemon juice, uh, three-fourths ounces of simple syrup, and uh, half an ounce of red wine. This red wine. Oh. And uh, egg white is, is optional, so uh, yeah, that would be my option. Yeah, I'll, have it. I'll pass on that one. Okay. Yeah. So add all the ingredients except the wine into a shaker with ice uh, and um, shake. Strain into a rock glass over fresh ice and slowly pour the wine over the back of a uh, bar spoon so it uh, floats on um, top of the drink. So it looks very nice. It's called the New York Sour. It looks cute. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, of course, that would be so it's like a variation of a, it's a variation of a whiskey, whiskey sour? Whiskey sour. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. No, no wonder I like it. Okay. Because uh, uh, it has your namesake in it, right? <laughs> well, that too, but I do like uh-huh. a good whiskey sour. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with uh, Papa Didi. Is that uh-huh. right? Yeah, we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. 
Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in the car and smoke weed and come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for weed etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Pop, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Settle down. Hey, hey, hey. Students, okay, share, share with the teacher. Welcome back to the John Party One Host Papa DJ I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Happy Friday. Ooh. It's time for Papa Didi to rip into it with his segment. <sighs> I know you're ready, Papa. He's locked and loaded, Kettle. So let me ask you a question, Papa. What's popping? What's popping? Just the same old crap, as they say. Just a different set of flies. Yeah. You know? Just a mess. You know, but like we spoke on earlier, um, the sad part about things is that, you know, the the exclusion from the beginning. I, I, you know, I don't know whether it's the jobs or, or just where people think where people live and you know, it's it's such, it's such a premeditated fashion of things, and you know, and we're also now we have to understand where we are now with different people today. I mean, you're dealing with people every day now that you know, especially on a Caucasian persuasion. You got got white folks that are that you're dealing with every day, maybe in your in your job market and things like that. These jokers is they're anywhere between thirty three and and thirty nine. You know. And this is the middle generation I'm speaking of. You know, the ones that have grand laid themselves in that particular that society of uh, of acceptance for them. And they're they're not very old, you know. And they've gotten their information from their grandparents, their racist ass grandfather, you know, with all his Virginia with his well but we can say Virginia because Virginia was very, you know, had his own issues. They seem to act like they kinda of cleaned up now, but they've well, if the walls could talk in Virginia. Anyway, Mississippi and Alabama, all these places where people are from that start their little right wing stuff out here, they were they were led as as young kids by their grandfathers and all, you know? And the grandmothers and what they instilled in them as young children as far as what they need to watch out for, what they need to have, what they need to carry. You know, if you if you look back on young white kids and they were like you know, 14, 13, 14 years old, they always was toting stuff. 
you know, the parents got them a pickup truck, so now they drive and stuff. Now they out there stealing all night long, because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, a pickup truck ain't nothing but a theft mobile. You can be riding down the street and somebody put out something for trash, you can just grab it and throw it in the back of the pickup. And this is, pickups are something that white folks just, like, thrive off of. That's their their go-to vehicle, you know? You know, give me a pickup, man, give me a pickup, pickup, pickup. And you look up and whatever they want to steal at night, just ride around and do it. It's like your little people just going around there towing people's cars, you know? They got their little tow truck and they just, anything they see, it's illegal. You double parked or you just kissing somebody goodbye, you in the house to take a piss, and you come out and somebody already got your car strapped up ready to be towed. Because that's just how they roll, you know. They think that it, it, the the separation of people is at the point now where most people of a white persuasion, like I said, they kind of feel like the black race is a whole other entity altogether. That is, a, it's an entity that they don't want to go near, that they don't want to be a part of, they don't want to associate themselves with, but they'll hang in a, in a little backdrop area that is deemed neutral. While they exclude themselves from anything that's that's positively absolutely black because they don't want to be a part of it, their fear is immense. Where they just avoid it at any cost, and you look up and you say, "Wow, how come they're not doing such and such, such and such?" That's because they were raised by their ancestors and everybody to stay away from black people, no matter what decision you make. You know, if you you building something or you whatever, it's just everybody is down in the hood, and it's been it's been put to that particular to that point anymore you know when they talk about things on the job if you notice too white folks on the job don't talk about current situations going on with black people you know when I was on my job I heard nothing about Sandra Bland or nothing about anybody it seemed like they don't speak on what's happening now and how hot is that damn news you can have white folks that's in the room with you all day every day but if something happens where a cop does something and they usually do every 90 days Every three months, some other crap goes down, right? Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that going down, white folks that may have to come in that room or pick up something or do something, they're not speaking on it. But that's the number one thing on the news. So they get home, they cut it on. That's on CNN, NBC, CBS, Fox. Everybody's talking about it. But when you run into your white counterpart on the job, they want nothing to do with that conversation. Because they feel like, hey, I'm just going to play this thing out and see where it goes, you know? Gonna stay in this old white corner and just hope for the best because we're all in with this and we only know where the black folks are. They're down in their own neighborhood and one of them could be leave, living a block away and you think they're in their own neighborhood. I mean, it's it's just so sad, the exclusion already. And that's what hurts us too when it comes to our health and welfare is because we're so thrown all over the place with everybody trying to get theirs, get theirs, get theirs, that blacks that are still trying to survive in the neighborhood aren't getting... I mean, I heard ladies say that, that they hadn't been a supermarket in their neighborhood in 25 years. A supermarket. A basic, basic place you can open up a refrigerator and grab a half gallon of milk or bread or lunch meat or tomatoes or onion. Whatever you buy from the supermarket, there's not even a supermarket in the black neighborhood in most cases. It hadn't been for years. So they got to resolve to going all the way over to such and such to get something from such and such. Take me all the way over to the Safeway and pick up the substance while you're there because we don't have nothing in our neighborhood. So make sure you get water and this. And you, you're going to pick up a ton of stuff, but you had to go two miles to get it. And it's just, you know, it's a try. That's why now when the, when the COVID comes out now and everybody's excluded, 
and blacks are the last to know about anything when it comes to masks and everything. I look up and everybody's wearing masks and everybody's all uniform. Your average, you know, white folks have got the four or five different masks. They're sewing them and holding little parties in the neighborhood and giving them out and everything. And nobody even told blacks where to get it. We got to get it off the damn black market. We got to find it somewhere. Or we get on the computer and look for it. And it should take eight weeks to get here and cost us twice as much. I was in a little Spanish store up in Jersey a couple of days ago, and I wanted some Lysol wipes. And the guy said, what? No, no, what? He said, I have Lysol. And he, he hands the lady behind the counter a little jar of Lysol, which is smaller than your average thing of Lysol. And it was written in all Spanish on the front. I'm saying, when the fuck does Lysol be in all Spanish? So, so this is a makeshift shit that he created himself, I guess. But it said Lysol on there and everything. And then he asked, the woman asked him how much it was because she didn't know. He pulled it from a box underneath his little counter where he works. I guess he's the manager of a little Spanish grocery store. And she rings it up, and I had a coffee in my hand, and I brought the Lysol. And she told me $19. Ooh. And I said, wait, wait a minute. I only have a coffee. I said, how much is that? And she couldn't even tell me. She, she directed me up to the big thing you look at to see what the price is of your stuff. The screen that pulls up when you're typing shit when you're running food across the little belt, you know. And she pointed up to it. And I said, $19? I said, well, how much is the coffee? And she pointed her finger. She was Spanish. I guess she couldn't speak English that good. She put one finger up. I said, a dollar? So how much was the was the Lysol? And she pointed at the screen again because she didn't even have the balls to tell me in my face what it cost. She just wanted to take my $20 bill and murder it. Murder the motherfucker. Okay, well, somebody, you buy two things, somebody gives you a 20, and you give them back like 13 cents. He murdered my 20. Okay, now I didn't buy it. I said, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I mean, for $20, I can go, I can go make my own Lysol, Lysol mixture. I can put some Lysol on them, spray some Lysol on some goddamn paper towels or something. I'm going to go home to the fucking lab and make my own shit. So, you know. So I said, no, I don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. I said, well, you was too embarrassed to sell it to me. And you, you lean back at this other boss who was another Spanish guy. And I'm in, a, I'm in a Spanish supermarket in which the moral of the story I'm saying is that they have fucking undermined us. You know what I mean? We become their puppets now. Everybody black has got to get under everybody's rug. And they're going to walk on top of us. I'm like, damn, I thought we was above you on the food chain. But apparently you don't think like that. It's it's amazing. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's why I say, and I'll close with this. As black people, man, we have got to hold on to our integrity of what we have and how we were raised. And we got to wave that shit high. Wave it real high and stay up on it. Don't, you know, stop stooping down to what people are expecting you to be. And stop teaming up with white folks thinking you want to be in their corner because you think they're on the right side of white. And as long as you yes sir and yes ma'am in them, that you're going to be included. No, not at all. They're already on their shelf. Their shelf is cleaned up. I mean, they live up on a loft. You know, you need an elevator pass with a special key to get to their area. I mean, you got young white young white folks now that were raised in Annapolis at four and five years old, and their mother owned the house on the water that they own now, and they acting like they're the ones that built that motherfucker. But the grandparents that built it are long dead. The parents got the parents that moved to a little senior home, and now left the ones in the 30s with the house on the water, and they acting like they're the shit, and they didn't pay for a goddamn thing. 
And I'll leave it at that. So dwell on that for a minute. All right, now. Dwell on that for a minute. You'd be surprised who don't own a damn thing they're living in now and how their ancestors ancestors have set them up and they walk around like they're the shit. And they have not created a damn thing in thirty two years that they only been on this earth. Wow. But they're rolling through Annapolis like they own the joint. They got the boots, they got the you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to yeah. say that. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. You've seen them. If yeah. you went through Annapolis, you've seen them. They're on them boats, and they go, wow, that guy looks pretty young. He is young. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's 30. He's got a oh boat. Oh, my God. In a house. He lives on a river. Well, that explains why it looks like he doesn't know how to drive the boat. Mm. He, okay. He fishes <laughs> out his back. He's fishing out of his kitchen window. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Where are we going? We going to lighten it Where up we or going? we going to uh, take commercial? As old folks say, we're going to hell if we don't pray. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can go. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for uh, Kettle to say, uh going to light it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Kettle. That's, yeah, your, we- that's your interest. Okay, I'll go ahead and take the first one then. All right. Uh, It lightened it up. All right. A German police investigating eight body parts in wood? What the hell? Oh, gosh. Okay. That's not lightening it up. (laughs) I I know. That's weird, being weird. That's all. Uh, Let me see. In Berlin, German police say that grizzly of an ape's hand and foot in a forest west of Munich appears to be less nefarious than previously thought and certainly not as outlandish uh, than wildly uh, speculative tips they've received. The um, cleanly severe hand and foot complete with skin, hair, and nails were discovered about a week ago near the Bavarian town of Grafbeth by a forester's dog. Tips came in, including one suggesting the find was um, evidence the government was carrying out coronavirus experiments on monkeys. What the hell is going on? What in the world? Okay. But after examination of the foot and hand, which appeared to come from a chimpanzee, experts concluded that they had been preserved with uh, formaldehyde or another chemical used to keep scientific specimens. So, quote, this makes it possible that the parts are significantly older than initially thought. Okay. The good news wow. is that, that nobody has to worry that an ape was slaughtered, uh, I guess, in this particular part of the region last week. I can't even pronounce the damn thing. Looks like Fleisenhauer Brook. <laughs> I never heard of that. <laughs> Life that Yeah. Okay. Felice are still trying to figure out how a chimpanzee part ended up in the German forest. But say it now seems likely um it is at most an administrative offense rather than a crime. Okay. All right. So I the guess they we're doing some experiments on some chimpanzees and just discarded the parts? That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. 
So they talk about it right. has passed the statute of limitations, so they can't do too much. So, uh, you know, just bury the thing and keep moving, I guess. Yeah, but uh, where's the rest of it? I don't know. Poor chimpanzee. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, rest boy. in peace. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got one for you. Judge Clear's mm-hmm. man who broke into the wrong house. Oh, oh boy. Lord. Here we go. Talk, again. Yeah. Talk about getting off. An Australian man accused of breaking into the wrong house as he sought to fulfill another man's sex fantasy has been found what? not guilty. Yeah. What the? On, hell? It's crazy. On Thursday, a judge in New South Wales cleared Thomas Leroy, or Leroy, of charges stemming from an incident last July when he was one of the two men hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up while clad in his underpants. What the? Okay. The men went on Facebook looking for somebody willing to tie him up and then rub a... Wait a minute. And then rub a broom handle around his underwear. He was willing to pay $5,000 if it was really good, the judge said in the ruling. On the day the fantasy was to take place, Leroy and his partner showed up at the wrong house on the client's street. The home's occupant heard a noise and assumed it was a friend who came by each day to make coffee. The victim then turned on the light and saw two men carrying machetes standing next to his bed. Once Leroy and his colleague realized the error, they apologized. The other shook the victim's hand and said goodbye. Then they drove to the correct address while the man they left behind called the police. Police eventually showed up, found the machetes in the car, and charged Leroy with entering a home intended to intimidate while armed with an offensive weapon. This is crazy. The judge ruled that the prosecution had not proved Leroy intended to intimidate. During the trial, Leroy's attorney successfully argued that the whole mishap, as he told the court, arose from a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom, according to Australian Associated Press. Lord, take me now. (laughs) This is crazy. Woo. You know what? Yeah, all think, of them we think we got that, it, baby. All of them, I'm putting them on the kissing list. That was crazy. Yeah, please do. Woo. Over to you, Papa D. Right, this is about a guy who's a realtor for that company called uh, Zillow, C-I-L-L-W. You can go in there and find a house. It's a company. Um, the real estate agent Zillow listed has a his his listing in that he uh, was advertising or had set up for advertising as far as what they call staging, it went viral uh, thanks to him. He had a little help from Bigfoot. This guy's name was Daniel Oscar. Uh, he was getting ready to uh, list a five-bedroom, three-bedroom house in Fulton, California, when he decided to do so something yesterday to make the house stand out. So he had photos taken of himself in a Squatch Watch, though it's the same Squatch Squatch Watch Bigfoot costume, doing all the things that 
you know, regular resident people do, you know, like baking cookies and doing yogurt and even gardening. He was mowing his grass with a big old Bigfoot costume on. So Oscar uh, didn't uh, remember exactly why he decided to use Bigfoot to market the house, but he noted that there was a uh, crusty, uh, it was a Bigfoot uh, museum not far away, so whoever came to visit the museum would see him out there. So it popped into his mind to do that. He suggested it to the seller that they might immediately be on board and, and to surprise them by doing something different. He said, my wife convinced me that it would work, and he came up with the fun ideal for photos. Actually, playing a legendary creature wasn't as much fun, Oscar admits. The $250 Bigfoot costume was just too hot and uncomfortable, he said. But he wasn't ready for the reaction that from the Swatch Watch um, snapshots that he received. The Zell listing had been viewed more than 400,000 times hey. since he posted it a few days ago. He told San Francisco TV station uh, KOG, even better, he already gotten offers on it in excess of $999,000 for a $400,000 house. So wow. Who knows if that's even true, but uh, but people are crazy. Nobody that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why it's the weird news. Weird, crazy, and for wild. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. We're going to take a break and come back with I'm Just Saying. Be right back. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is... Whoop that ass academy. Here at the Whoop That Ass Academy. We don't have discipline problems. Know why? We're privately owned and we do what we want. And when kids get out of hand, we whoop that ass. Time out is for football games. When kids want to show off, we don't give them a timeout. We just whoop that ass. We don't make a kid stand in the corner. That's by house plan. When one of our kids gets out of order, we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass. Here at WTA Academy, we make sure they learn the basics of reading and writing, math and science. But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you gotta whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to Whoop That Ass Academy. We'll get them straight. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go into the next segment, which features Red Wine and her segment called, uh, I'm Just Saying. Woohoo! Thank you, darling. Merci beaucoup. All right, tonight I'm just saying, I want to talk about uh, something I read about this week, which uh, on top of everything else, this was just something else that got up under my skin. So I found out this week, let me get myself together. I found out this week that Air Force officials have privately acknowledged racial bias against young black airmen in judicial proceedings while also 
at the same time now fighting against the release of the documents detailing the problem and their response to said problem. Now, I'm trying to figure out, okay, you did some kind of study. Even though we all knew it was an issue, you can see that when you look at the number of black officers versus non-black. But now they finally are admitting it. And now they're trying to keep keep a lid on all the proof as far as the documentation of it. And I'm just saying, if you admit it, fix it. What What is so hard? You've admitted it, so fix it. They've got internal documents stating that young enlisted black airmen were twice as likely to face punishment as their white counterparts. Twice as likely. Now, this creates the idea and belief that black military service is not as valued as white military service. And we all know that that's untrue and ridiculous. And the report also went on to say that black servicemen already face lower promotion rates and have very few black officers to serve as mentors. They can see it with their own eyes how very few black general officers there are in the Air Force. And now they're faced with an Air Force that knows that they're being prosecuted and persecuted at a much higher rate than non-blacks. But apparently the Air Force is not doing much about it. And again, I'm just saying, if you admit it, then fix it. It's not rocket science. The Air Force officials are saying after they confirm that they do know that there is a problem, they're saying that, well, we've issued recommendations and we've included training to elevate the unconscious bias training at all levels of our command structure, but there's still a lot of work to be done to remove the barriers and blah, blah, blah. You're talking about trying to change people's mindsets that's been ingrained in them? All the training in the world is not going to change how people feel on the inside. Unless you're going to make some kind of penalty, go along with it, people are going to think and feel how they think and feel. Now, the chairperson of the Armed Services Committee panel on personnel with, with Congress said let, this past Tuesday that she was going to hold a hearing on the report findings. But I'm saying, how many more hearings and how many more reports do you need? It's time to right the wrong. This study goes back to sometime in 2019 where they found that black, Hispanic, male troops were more likely than white or female service members to be investigated for criminal activity and to be tried in court martial. What kind of stuff is that? I mean, I've never been in the military and I thank God when I see this kind of stuff, I know I wouldn't have made it. I've heard Papa Didi say if he was a slave, he'd have been a dead slave. If I was in the military, I would have been kicked out of the military. I wouldn't have made it. I know I would have been dishonorably, be, dishonorably discharged because I wouldn't have put up with this stuff. Now, they also found that there were even more biases against young black airmen. So it's not just black airmen they're hating on. They're going particularly hard on the young black airmen. And why is that? Are they afraid that if you give these young brothers a fair chance, that they're going to show all the other white men up, that they're going to get promoted like they really should, and maybe some of that white privilege wouldn't get a chance to rear its head? Is that the problem? These men are putting their lives 
on the line for their country, and then they got to deal with this kind of stupidity, it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. And now that the Air Force has admitted to the problem, I'm saying, okay, if you admit to it, fix it. It's not that hard. Fix it. Make sure there's a penalty for when somebody gets caught putting stuff against people when they know they shouldn't. Put a penalty on it that's severe. Not a slap on the wrist, but make it right. All they got to do is fix it. And this stuff came up against not just black but Latino young men in the Air Force as well. And it's not just the men. It's sometimes it's the women of color, too. It's just rough on people of color in the Air Force. I don't know what's happening. Anybody who's in the Air Force or a retired Air Force, call us up. Tell us what's going on, what you know about it. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, Air Force, I'm speaking to you, Air Force. You've already admitted it, so get up off your ass and fix it. Whew. That's all I'm saying. Anchors away, my boy. Whee! Anchors away. I just don't understand. <laughs> how many more times and how many more ways do people have to prove that they're good enough? You're right. You're right. Yep. It's, a, it's so an wrong. undermining situation. It's undermining. It's wrong. Uh, like my man Joe Madison It's uh, What does he say Conscious stu- What do you call it Conscious stupidity mm-hmm. uh, I forgot that phrase That he used That was Martin Luther King's phrase Oh He used Martin Luther King's phrase Where somebody's either uh, oh, Yeah it's not coming to me right now but yeah, yeah Something like Woefully ignorant Or yeah. conscious, consciously stupid Something like that Anywho yeah. Alright I'm going to get out the way Give it over to you, Papa Diddy. Well, you know what? That was a good segue to 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 you know. It just going to show you that uh, the job of what we call the min- the majority, because majority is trying their damnness to stay the majority. Oh yeah. And you know they're getting a lot of help because their youth, their youth is so young and ignorant that they have to boost them up. And he almost got to put a pogo stick up their ass to hold them up because they don't know the ass from a hole in the ground. I've never seen. And, you know, if you're ever in a room full of white folks, sometimes you need to shut your black mouth and listen to their white problems because they got more shit going on with their families than you would even imagine. But they won't talk unless they're actually talking to another Caucasian and the room is absolutely quiet and it's just them. They think it's just them. That's when they talk about their dad and their mom and, who was fucked up and who was cooking meth in the, in the garage and, you know, Billy was on the second floor fucking all fucked up in quaaludes and, and you know, you know what I'm saying? But you have to be quiet in order for them to talk because as long as you're sharing your black issues, they're going to listen with their undivided attention. Mm-hmm. So you've got to shut your mouth and let them talk for a change. Befriend them if you have to. Befriend them with a false sense of prophecy to let them know that they can trust you so they'll, they'll, so they'll open up themselves to you. And when they open themselves to you, you be like, damn, my, my family was never fucked up like this. And once you come to that realization, you will learn to hold your head up naturally because they don't have nothing on you. And like I said earlier in my last segment, they're being held up. 
they're being held to the highest regard because they're the next generation. And the older generation know that in order to keep the bullshit flowing, what you got to do? You got to pull out some damn wax and you got to shine the bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. You can't let the bullshit get dull, right? Right. When the bullshit gets dull, you got to wash it off and dry it and pull out some wax and shine that shit. And give it to your children and say, look, this is the bullshit we got on black people. You got to keep this shit shiny. So they will feel, you know, like like they'll always feel bad about themselves and help you feel good about yourself. Because deep down inside, you ain't shit. But they don't know that. You know? And that's where it all lies. You know? And to you, keep yourself up no matter what you got going on. Don't let lack of funds make you think you ain't got a lack of common sense because common sense don't cost a goddamn dime. That shit is free in hell. You know, what, you know what common sense does? And that's my mother's strongest point was common sense. Common sense just keeps on compounding itself. just like the best stock market on the fucking planet. If you got good common sense, boy, I tell you, it beats learning sense every 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 time. Every time. You can have a fucking master's degree in, in aeronomic fucking aerostromic tromonomic but a motherfucker come along that thinks logical with good common sense will outdo you every fucking time because they take the time to think. My motto in life is accuracy over speed. Stop moving so goddamn fast and take your time. Get that shit right and know it's right. You're not perfect, so you're going to fuck up every now and then. But fuck up where somebody say, oh, you know what? He's a smart motherfucker. He actually just made a mistake. Let people know you for just making a mistake, not for fucking up. There's a huge difference between making a mistake and fucking up. Very huge difference. So be known for just making a mistake and be accurate. Stop moving so fast. We ain't got to move fast in this world. Especially now we all got masks on our face. We can move slow as hell. Nobody even know who we are anymore. Nobody's identifying us. We're all covered. Everybody's covered up. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who anybody is. Like I said, she got a nice ass, but I can't see her face. So I really can't push up on her because I really can't see that damn face. So I'm going to back off a little bit because I need to see the whole product. And nobody's getting their nails done. All the stuff people did to put them in that ego zone is being, you know, is being suppressed right now. So if you're going to push up on a woman, boy, now's the best time because she's fucked up. So you might as well get it in. Kind of raw now. <laughs> <laughs> she's raw. <laughs> Anyway, I ain't gonna pick All on the right ladies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shit. Anyway, um, so like I said, hold your head high, okay? Because, see, they're trying to get you on your lack of unity, your lack of education. And when I say education, I'm not talking about school books, I'm just talking about your education of life. When you go around different groups of people, keep your mouth shut and just observe. See, the beautiful thing about black people is that we're entertainers by nature, okay? So we all want to show up and show out. But sometimes when you go around these so-called sophisticated Asians, who you remember the movie Rich, Rich, what is it, Mm -hmm. Rich Asians or whatever? Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, okay? When you go around Asian people, if you want to learn about them, you need to shut the fuck up and listen to them. Because they got issues, too. You know, the men got little-ass dicks. The women are all fucked up in their own way. But you're only going to find that out when you sit back and listen to them. See what their hang-ups are. What their, you know, what they, what, you know what I'm saying? You ever see an Asian woman, 
young girl, 30 years old, is pretty as hell, but then take a look at her grandmother at 90. Look, she's fresh off the boat from Vietnam. I mean, they got that. They, they whew, you say, damn. Like, what's the name's mother? Uh, John Legend's wife, his mm-hmm. mom, and a couple other people. The girls, one of the girls on this show, the real mm-hmm. little Asian girl. You ever see her mom? Yes, I have. Woo, they are back in the. They got that that slanted eye that's way back in the fucking rice paddies of China type of slanted eyes, where it's slanted like a motherfucker. Anyway, I'm just saying that to make my point. I'm not being rude, disrespectful, putting people down. Maybe I am. But what I'm saying is that, you know, people are just, they're who they are. And as black people, if we would stop trying to be so flamboyant for a minute, I mean, stay flamboyant, stay charismatic, stay articulate, but sometimes when you go around different groups of people, somebody invites you to a little party and you dress nice and you're observing different groups in that party. You got some white folks in there, some Asians in there, some Jews, some Italians. If you just keep your mouth shut and let them other motherfuckers drink and smoke their weed and do their coke, you will get a fucking United Nations lesson that will blow your fucking mind by 6 a.m. You'd be like, damn, I never learned so much shit in four hours. But we about to be quiet because... As entertainers, as black people, they're expecting us to show out. So when you get around people of a different culture, a different nature, if you want to find out about them, shut your fucking mouth and listen for a change. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take it down. Listen for a change. And you'll learn. Listen. Listen. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Right, I ain't saying shut up. Don't stop being who you are. Listen, listen. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Ooh. They got some shit with them. Linda, Linda, Linda. Linda, listen, Linda, listen, Linda. <laughs> anyway, I remember seeing that, that video. Yeah, you can't get that video out of your mind, can you? I tell you, that little no, boy was a mess. He was only fucking three years old. What was Something it? like that. And calling his mother yeah. by her first name. Linda, Linda, Linda. I said, boy, oh. you can tell that wasn't a black woman. But I just think we have to, you know, <laughs> in closing our whole thing here, we, we, we have to project a different image of what what we're doing. Not, not an image and look, nothing to do with clothes or face or whatever, but just a different way we carry ourselves. You know, we got to put a level of secrecy in the mix, you know, because if we keep a secret, man, we can really go far, you know. We, we're just so open. Our parents have given us so much damn love. And so much honesty. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's our biggest problem is that we're so vulnerable because white folks know that we're such good fucking people. And we just speak our mind and do beautiful shit. You know, they drop their fucking scarf. We, we fucking pick it up and they give it to them. You know what I mean? They'll pick the shit up and put it around their fucking neck if it's nice, you know? But, you know, but we just, we're so nice, you know? And that's, sometimes that's our, our hindrance because we're nice to a fault. And people take advantage of us because they, they look at us on the racial level, but then on another level, they say, damn, he is so nice. I was on a train today, and a woman was ordering some shit, a black lady. She must have said, please, to the, and the, the guy who was selling stuff on the train was evil as fuck. You know, he's keeping everybody away from him because the COVID thing. Got to stand back there, man. And she could say, well, they give me a, a burger. Well, give me two of them because you're going to be closing soon. Please, thank you. Please, thank you. And she was so nice with her kindness, but he was an asshole. If he was an asshole, I wouldn't have gave the motherfucking award in two or three thank yous and pleases. Fuck you. 
okay? You're not giving me the same respect I'm not, I, that I'm giving you. So why should I keep saying please and thank you to you a thousand fucking times and when you treat me like shit? But as black folks, we're open, we're vulnerable, we learn from good people from our past, our ancestors, our mothers, fathers, grandfathers, and we can't help ourselves because we're just good damn people. Yeah. I'll leave that alone. Anyway. What are you going to do? <laughs> shit. <I'm... laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Kettle, you're up next. Uh, do we need to take a quick break, or you want to keep going with the uh, – Entertainment news report with the Hollywood Rapper. You know me. I like to take my CC break. I, I need to be CC moving. Break. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, we All right. Blame it on, <laughs> don't blame it on the sunshine. Yeah. Blame it on all that. Okay. All right, we'll do that, and then we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap-up. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, everyone. Are you talking about the pajama party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about TV? I know yeah, you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Carol with the pajama Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter. And don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now's the time for me to sing. Oh, no, 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 no
I was like, okay. Um, Is he really? Also Coachella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also Coachella. Coachella concert organizers asked 2020 acts to play next year instead because, you know, everything shut down because of this virus thing. So um, majority of the people that they want to come back, they're coming back. Travis Scott, Frank Ocean. He's still singing? I didn't know. Frank Ocean, okay. Um, I didn't know either. Yeah, so if you got tickets for Coachella, hang on to them because they're going to honor those tickets for next year. Um, they say they generated as, as much as $100 million in sales for the promoters. Yeah. So, yep, that's big money. So they they can't afford to lose that money, so hold on to your tickets. So That's in California. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. yep. I didn't realize it was outside. I was like, okay. Oh, it's an outdoor festival. Yeah, Beyonce was tearing it up that year. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was she Mhm. They were getting it in. Also, are you guys familiar with Avatar, the movie? Did you guys see that? Avatar, that was those purple people. The blue people. Blue people. Blue or purple. Yeah, the blue people. They're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, and three more uh, sequels. They're going to oh, um, um, start filming in New Zealand again. And what they're going to do, I mean, this budget is uh, $1 billion. So what they're doing is they're putting all the avatars, they're going to film all the avatars at once and release them different times. So the first but avatar they... sequel is, hmm? No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say the first Avatar sequel is still slated for December 2021. Then three more sequels are expected to follow, 2023, 2025, and 2027. But, like I said, the budget is so big because they're going to film everything at one time and then, you know, chop it up. So they're going to make their money back plus some. Didn't that guy pass away, though, the one that directed that? Didn't he die? No. no, James. Uh, what's his name? Cameron. The one he, he's the same one that directed the uh, Titanic. What was his name? Uh, Cameron. Isn't that Cameron? I think it's a Cameron guy. Yeah, yeah I think he, so. Yeah. I think he passed well, away guess, from what I heard. Did he? I guess somebody, I else, somebody else took the reign. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So if you guys are Avatar fans, and one last note, high note. Um, it's called the high note. It um, has Dakota Johnson, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, and, of course, um, Ice Cube. They're in this new movie. It's a superstar singer and her overworked personal assistant are presented with a choice that could alter the course of their respective careers. So, um, also, Tracy Ellis Ross did say she was kind of afraid to, to um, you know, sing in this movie because her mom, a famous mom, Donna Ross, but... She gonna get it in tonight. Came on tonight at nine o'clock. So, hmm. so guys, check it out. The high note. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be in the movies or something, but it's uh, okay. It's being released nope. on different uh, platforms. Right. Well, it's coming out today, but it was released. Um, they said on May the eighth, but they must have re-released it because that was the first show on May eighth. But it's going to um, be released again tonight. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I did want to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I apologize. I guess he is still living. I thought I heard he just passed away, but he's still living. His name is uh, James Cameron. He, uh, he, his upcoming movies is Avatar 2, 3, and 4, I guess. If he was, okay. if he had passed on, it wouldn't be his upcoming movie, somebody else's. So, brother, but isn't I'm that how they did the I... Star Wars, some of the, the prequels or whatever they're calling them? Didn't they do them all they at once? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, wait, I'm thinking about that Harry mm-hmm. Potter thing. I think they did all of those, like one behind the other. Yeah, I know. I know they did the um, Matrix two and three. They did that was one movie, but they broke it up. I do know that Matrix. Okay. I think I'm thinking about Harry Potter. You know, because those people were getting old. You know, we start getting older. I think they filmed those like one right after. You know, like yeah, they were getting older. One behind the other, and then they released them like every couple of years or something. You let the kids go for the summer. You come back, they look yeah, totally different. Yeah, they be grown, grown <laughs> people. Kind of. uh, can't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, I mean, you know, being we have a little time left, you know, um, what, what what else do we have on the docket to, just to kiss Well, away? yeah, so that gives us more time to go back to um, the story at hand. Yeah, yeah, that, uh... Our lead story. Our lead story, which was, uh... The whole George Floyd situation. Yeah, where the we murder are, of George the murder, Floyd. You know, and we're saddened mm-hmm. by that big time because, and the more they show it, which I hate when they keep showing this, uh, they always show black mm-hmm. folks over and over again getting shot, mm-hmm. stabbed, whatever. Like there's no limitations. Like like the person's mother or brothers and sisters want to see their their loved one being just relive their death like it is, and it seems like the media is carte blanche on it. And but when white folks get killed or something they just report it but nobody shows any video and it's just it's, it's almost like the respect is out the window and it's, it's a lack still, of respect the lack of yeah that's what i'm saying the lack of yeah. this oh, respect is respect. gone and, and it happened just like when the guy got shot by the cop in uh where was that uh in in uh was it virginia no nah, no nah. when he, remember he got out of the car and started running that was in the same oh, area. Oh, you're talking about that was uh, the same North, one where the, North Carolina, Mississippi, or something. No, that was in South Carolina. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Yeah, that was the same place where uh, the, the guy killed the black people in the church. There, he got a car, started running. The guy shot at him like it was target practice, and he's running away yeah, from him. Yeah, the cop shot him in the back. I mean, he did go to jail, you know, but you know, it's just so sad that we we get these episodes. And like I said earlier in the show, you know. Every episode has its own story. I mean, you can't, you cannot blend Sandra Bland with with Trayvon Martin, or you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has the respect of, of knowing that they all had their own situation, but they all was was beautiful people that was fighting for the for their rights. That was whooping their assailants' ass, and they had to prove themselves on the back end. But why do you got to prove yourself when somebody's in handcuffs? You know, a fair fight is just out the window for not not that it needs to be a fair fight, but how come it just can't be a fair fight if it does have to be a fight? Just to say that as a metaphor, you know, not to say that for real. But you you know, Sandra Bland was speaking her mind to this guy, and his racism was getting so vicious that he had to. And then the sad part about it, there there's the white folks are so fucking stupid that they include all these other people in on it, the medical examiner and everybody else goes down with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you how you gonna kill Sandra so Bland? You have somebody to corroborate your story. Exactly. So she gets killed. Now the the autopsy is is maladjusted. She did this. She killed herself. That woman looked full life to me. She's my fucking hero, man. She's 
She really is. I love her. I love her, love her, love her. Well, I've got some new uh, recent information on the situation with George Floyd. The officer, ex-officer, since all four of them were fired that were involved, the ex-officer, the one who had his knee on the brother's neck, his name is Derek Chauvin or Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N. He has been arrested and charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. And the amount of time that he had his knee on that brother's neck was 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Wow. He kneeled on Mr. Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. With his hands seconds. in his pockets. Hands in pockets. You're absolutely Which he right. puts all his way in. And the more they show it, the more evidence you see. So he, above anybody else, needs to have them stop showing it because you see more and more evidence every time you see it, the way he's wiggling his knee. Like you're punishing him. Like I said, most people, their true racism is so realized. They got a black man for change just where they want them, and they just go in hard. And it's like, my man, your whole life has changed now. And look what happened to the city. And I, and I love the way they fucked it up. Because it's not, you know, you may have messed up people's businesses and all, but you got people's attention. But Mr. You got people Floyd thinking. was handcuffed. He was handcuffed. So yeah, that's he what I said. was on the ground with his neck being knee- kneeled and on. And in handcuffs. He kept saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. If that man, Chauvin, had moved his knee off his neck, the brother was down on the ground handcuffed. Already. What was he going to do? Already. He was not a threat. Mm-hmm. The man did not, Mr. Floyd did not pre- uh, present any kind of threat to all four of these officers. It was four of them and one of him handcuffed. And after a while, when somebody's got you abused like that, you need something to drink. You need to clear your throat. You need to put your breathing back in perspective. This man could have had high blood pressure. Like we said before, he could have had anything. He could have had anything. And and you didn't give him the opportunity to rebreathe re-get himself together, straighten himself out, his throat is dry. I mean, you just killed this man. And Is your racism running that deep that you have to nullify who and what you are and what you stand for by taking a man out that you had already had apprehended and four of you jerk off simply watching him? I hope the four of them burn in hell. I got no respect for mm-hmm. none of them. None. None of them. They well, can the kiss my three, ass. The other three ex-officers that were involved have not been arrested or charged with anything. But they lost their fucking jobs. I hope they wipe right. all the they divorce all them and, and move on with their lives. And they're under investigation. Right, and, and when but you go here, home... Well, here's another piece of the story. Now, I mm-hmm. haven't read it or seen it. I just read the story about it mm-hmm. that says that Mr. Floyd also had some legal issues, one having to do with something physical abuse toward a black woman and some other stuff pertaining to that. But what I say to that is that if he, in fact, put his hands on any woman or anybody, for that matter, he didn't need to die at the hands of a cop for whatever they accused him of. But what does that have to do with Because people are saying... I'm trying to get to it. Because people are saying, why is everybody coming to his defense? He was beating on women and doing this and that and blah, blah, blah. But my point is... So he deserved is, to die? 
Well, they so are, what, that all guy? I'm saying is that they're even if the people he saying did, these are people, people have pulled up copies of his records right, showing so, all this so stuff. What? And the point that's I'm trying to get to is that even if he it. did, then he needed to go and stand trial for whatever it is that yeah, he did. Yeah, but we don't have to talk of. about that right that now. That has nothing to do with this cop abusing him at this point. I'm just saying no. that this is all the information so that is coming up. Well, those, because well, people you know, are now investigating you know what? everything. You know the what they did the same they did thing with the same, same, And they did the and same. Because that's what they, they did. And they did the same thing with same shit. They did the same thing with Kobe Bryant. They did. They talked about the whole thing. But whatever information was in his past, it does not have bearing on this situation. And we should not help them bring it to the forefront. We shouldn't even listen Thank to that. They I did agree. the same thing with Kobe Bryant. They talked about Kobe Bryant fucking with that girl up in in uh, in in uh, what's what's the name? Uh, Colorado, Colorado. My my point is this here. Now, why would you bring up with Kobe Bryant now just getting killed in a helicopter crash? If you're going to say as a reporter, well, we should not be. Y'all should remember that he was accused of. Something in in Colorado. Okay, well, if you're gonna uh, bring that up on him, why don't you go to Colorado and film the woman that walked away with ten million fucking dollars? Let's see how she's doing right now. Let's see how her how fucked up her life is. How many people she done ran through? How many guys came along to pump babies in her stomach? How much real estate has she fucked up and things like that when they gave her that ten million dollar check? So if you're not gonna go get the victim and find out where they are, then why are we talking to the person? That was accused of that. Disagreeing. We got to bring everybody I'm in the circle. Saying that this is the stuff that is now circulating. Yeah, but that is, you know, we that's got more, yeah, that's that more has nothing to do with nothing. I wouldn't that's more than the brother's but death. I, 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 did wanna, I did want to ask you guys about before we go. We didn't cover go. the story, but why in the hell did they um, arrest the CNN reporter? I don't want to say this. His name was Omar Shemenze. Who knows? They said he yeah, was that was crazy. And he was, re- look, he was released an hour later because the governor, um, Tim Walsh, got involved. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. These people and crazy. he asked the cops, well, you what, know, I what, tell you what, what was the problem? Yeah. And they never could yeah. tell him. Well, he was, he was a man yeah. of color, too, right? He was a black man. Of exactly. course. Yeah. But, let me, but let me just say this here, and I'm going to say this here, and I want everybody to understand this here. And the sound of my voice. Minnesota, what is it, Minneapolis? Yeah. Minneapolis, Minnesota does not have a large black population. Okay? This happened to a black man and everybody is really thinking that this happened in their minds like in Washington DC or Philadelphia and putting a whole black hooray around it. That's not the case here. This happened to black people and there are black people in Minneapolis, but not that many as far as compared to Philly, Jersey, Maryland, DC, you know. But now, so now they're trying to pinpoint every black person doing everything to bring them in, like 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 Red Wine said, with some type of BS narrative that's going to help link this man to it. Because some people don't care about him dying. Some people are following the Trump theory and like you know just saying, well, he should have been, shouldn't have done this from the beginning. He was pushing a counterfeit, as they say, twenty dollar bill. Now, can somebody put the twenty dollar bill on camera and let me see the motherfucker? Because can I see what y'all killed this man for? Let's, you showed his neck being crushed 10, 10, 10, 15 times on camera. Can somebody do a close-up of the $20 bill? What's it got, Mickey Mouse on the front of the motherfucker? 
What, why Why was the $20 bill so obviously counterfeit? Can somebody show the $20 bill? All I'm saying is that people can say stuff. Conspiracy theories can be all over the place. But people do not bring the proper evidence to justify what the man did. You slammed him down, had four police officers. I hope, like I said, and I'm, I'm going to leave this alone. I hope that now they lost their job. I hope their wife's divorced their ass. hope their life get all fucked up and shit get crazy. You know what I mean? And just, you know, because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve the life you had, the wife you had, the children you got, the home you was living in. You don't deserve none of that shit because you let that bully-ass cop do his thing because he was the ringleader. And you three punk asses that was there with him allowed him to do that shit. Y'all could have tapped his shoulder and said, yo, man, that's enough, man. That's enough, man. Get get off of him, man. That's enough. No, y'all sat there like y'all were the fucking puppeteers that you were and let him crush that man's neck like y'all did. I just got some information on the black population of Minneapolis. Yeah. It is less mm-hmm. than 20%. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. The black population mm-hmm. as of the last census in 2010 in Minneapolis is 18.6%. Mm-hmm. And when they did the looting, mm-hmm. they were looting from, they showed cameras from afar because they knew there was white folks going in them damn buildings. That's why you didn't see no close-up shots too much of the looting and stuff going on. The white folks... But there is protest and riots and stuff going on in cities all over the country now. Yeah, God bless. Cops are beating people. God bless. I saw a video on the last break of uh, New York. They were beating white folks, beating black folks, but mostly white folks. Because white folks are in it. They in the game. off, and I don't know what they were saying. There is, like I said before, there are so many interracial marriages, there's so many gay marriages, there's so many foster children, uh, adopted children, there are blended marriages, blended families. This world is a melting pot, but the racist white people don't see that shit. Well, it's so much Come going on, on out there. Yeah. It's protests going on in Washington. Secret Service grabbed a couple people. Yeah. Somebody spray painted on one of the buildings downtown, F. Trump. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Well, you want to do the kiss list or the last word? Or we oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, right, well, the kiss list, we're going to definitely put <laughs> Put the police force of, of Minneapolis, Minnesota on the, on the kisser list. Donald Trump, everybody associated with that shit. The people that said something about what he did with women and all this shit. Give me a break, okay? And I got to put the we Mississippi don't want, we don't want mayor right now. on there. The mayor of, one of the mayors in Mississippi who said he saw nothing unreasonable in what these policemen did. Yeah, well, you know. He also said, oh, well, Mr. Floyd probably died of a heart attack or an overdose. I'm like, see, <sighs> Yeah. Okay. He's on the kissing yeah, list. We're, we don't we're, have time yeah, we're to the talk walking dead to them. So. His life is so well, but as black people, we're the walking dead. Yeah. You know, come on now. Also, Give me Trump a break. for terminating his relationship, our country's relationship with the World Health Organization, because he's pissed off at him. And saying that when a looting starts, the shooting gonna start. Yeah. Like you gonna, but you gonna realize when you start shooting, you are gonna be shooting a lot of white people, because there wasn't a lot of black people in there, because there's not a lot of people in Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota. Period. Also, those men involved in that Australian sex fantasy thing with the broom. Y'all on the kiss it list. Yeah, it was, freak. it was just some freaky. They freak. Yeah. Kevin, you got anybody? Don't put it using regular Vaseline, not Vaseline. No, you guys said all in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, we're going to give them their prize And then we're going to get on out of here Kiss my entire ass Kiss my Irish ass You better kiss my Irish ass Kiss my ass Kiss my ass
Hey, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. What, what? We about to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Last word. Oh, last me and Bones, word. Uh, what's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is, is, is stay woke, stay up. You know, don't let nobody, you know, box you in the corner. Stay who you are, because as we said earlier, you'll see the narratives are already, the deck is stacked against us. No matter what we do, the more intelligent we show, the more common sense we show, the more accuracy we show, the more we're going to have a, a target on our back. So just stay aware of your surroundings and watch everybody. Don't ever cover your peripheral vision. That's how you see mice. When mice are running in the fucking room, what was that? That was your peripheral vision to see that shit. Not your front eyeballs, your side eyeballs. Your side eyeballs is a motherfucker. Anyway, what you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see, you don't, you do not okay, see a mouse. It's my turn. You do not see a mouse out of your front eyeballs. Your peripheral vision. Okay, okay. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Can I? Okay. Go ahead. My last word is: I want to give a special shout out to everybody who has lost someone due to this COVID nineteen mm. situation. Uh, our heart goes out to you. I know it's been crazy. It's been rough. Henrietta. But our heart goes out to you and shout out to you. And I just want to remind people, I don't care what's reopening and what they're doing. Keep your mask on. Protect yeah. yourself. Because this yourself. thing is not like a dog that go in the corner and lay down and behave. So keep your mask on and protect yourself. What's your last word, Kettle? Um, like Papa Diddy say, stay woke. I like that song. I mean, that's an appropriate song. And, um, excuse my language, but for the MFers that don't have a mask, and y'all entering stores, and the store says wear a mask, it says it right there on the front door. And then for the owners that don't enforce it, y'all can kiss my damn natural born ass. That shit gets on my damn nerves. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. But I'm going to start saying something. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to get belligerent, but I'm going to start saying something. If I'm paying at least, I'm spending at least $100 a week in your store, you can give me yeah. the respect of somebody wearing that mask. Come on now. That's right. And then get masks and give it to your customers. Shit, if they ain't got them. That's you know, yeah, get a yeah, box. That's a good get, idea. Get a box yeah, of fifty yeah. and give give them to them. Shit. They want to get belligerent. They want it all. They, they want it all, but they don't want to give nothing. Like I said, blacks are always the last to get anything. It's just so oh, sad. They we can don't do have the it. signs that say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. Add no mask to the sign. It's, it's just kicking us around like a box. But the, but the owner is not enforcing it. You know. So. Yeah. You can't. I yeah. can't wear. I I don't have. I, I shouldn't have to wear a mask and then somebody else coming in and don't have one at all. I'm either gone yeah. or I'm going to say something. But I'm going to start saying something, so, you know. Just All be right. cool, though. Don't get yourself in trouble. I ain't got but a couple hundred. No. Yeah. Get arrested. You need to bail your ass out, girl. Protesting. Protesting. If I can't get 500, you're going to have to. I'm going to stay woke. I'm going to stay woke. All right. All right. Because <laughs> if, if I ain't got 500, you got to spend night that motherfucker. Oh, no. Anyway. Another reason why you need your mask. If you get locked up, yep. you're going to need that mask. Yeah. There you go. All right, people. Anyway. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It's been real. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. We're going to keep you, everybody, keep your eyes on this uh, Floyd situation. Yeah, God bless you. Because this up. thing is developing about a minute. And condolences to, yeah. to George Floyd's family and yeah. our, our deepest yeah. sympathy yeah. from the pajama yeah. party. God bless you. God bless your family. I'm sorry you had to go like that, and I hope this man that did that to you, hope he gets his just due. 
one day, all and uh, all of them, all four of them all motherfuckers that sat around. They need to go down. And the other ones that got away with in Baltimore with uh, Freddie Gray, they should have went down because they broke his fucking spine, too. But we won't go there. That's another time. All but anyway, right. yeah. Oh, anyway. I, I, I did want to say I did want to say one more thing. Something that stays edged in my mind, it seemed like it was a catalyst to everything that's going on right now is um, Rodney King. Can we all mm. just get along? You know, when they beat him to a pulp, and then they yeah. said he was high on PCP. But I can't see a man being beat like that to a pulp. It doesn't make yeah, any they sense. Beat him, they beat so, him hard. And got rid yeah. of So let's just, yeah, let's yeah. just all get along. It's like he said. I mean, it was it was, was kind of comical when he said it, but it's it's it's, it's staying true to now. Let's just all get but along. We all use it. We all use yeah. it. And when we say that yeah, term, we, we all think about him. It's amazing so, how so God is grandson. That's right. Every time, yeah. every time That's we say line. it and remember him, his family should get paid because he said yeah. the best. Can we all just get along? Right. That's all. And he paused with, can we all just get along? That. Yeah, because he, yeah. when he said yeah. that, boy, because we were all waiting for him to make a statement. When he said it, he said that, and that shit just granulated big time. So That's God it. bless him for, yeah. for starting it off. And all the ones that perished like they did, you know, from Trayvon yeah. Martin to everybody, Sandra Bland. And all the people that that, 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 that perished. And God bless the black airmen that are struggling to get their due. Man, that ain't right. Yeah. That ain't all right. right. There you go, <laughs> yeah. right. We'll do it again next Friday night. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown. We got to go. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Good night. Hey, good night. Good night, good everybody. Night. Bonsoir. See you, See you next, next Friday. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, no, no, no.